0: Well, that's another bleep you're going to have to take out there.
1: I'm just cutting this whole section as it is. Oh, good. Then I can (laughs) can talk freely. Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lady Toast.
2: And I'm Lord Richter. And I'm
1: Matt, and we're here this week with episode 143. I, uh, I, I, I don't know how to say this. All
0: a natural.
1: Uh yeah, there it is. <laughs> I was gonna make a fool of myself trying to say it because all I want to do is say all natural, but like it's not what it is.
2: All natural. <laughs> yeah,
1: there it is. My my mouth does not want to make that noise for some reason. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, uh, uh, oh. Just want to do it. <laughs> Well, I guess we can start off with uh, the fun thing—the mystery flavor of podcasts, which uh, is is f- interesting. Which is apparently
0: <laughs> not cherry.
1: no no, we have a, because a, a Alex huge doesn't issue like candy cherry.
0: that tastes like cherry because his medicine is cherry flavored, so it doesn't taste like medicine. Because yeah, Alex I mean, is not old enough to n- remember or have been a child when there was no flavored medicine.
1: There, there was no medicine. No, there was
0: medicine. It wasn't flavored. Ah, so you just had to suck down whatever it tasted like, and it never tasted good. When they added cherry, at least it was kind of a taste that was not medicine, so it was superior. Oh, trust me, you don't want to do it that way. It's nasty. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I when I eat the mystery flavors of stuff, I know the Airheads one, which is the one I probably eat the most often, is always they like rotates. It's never always the same flavor.
2: Yeah, I think that's the same for Dum Dums too. Yeah, it's usually like yeah. an amalgamation of kind of whatever's left that gets mixed together.
0: <laughs> uh, for Dum Dums, I think it's they just take and uh, they take and just rotate the other flavors in. I think there's mm. I, I remember looking up a history of it, and I think they've also had uh, flavors that they were testing or something like that. Or so it, at one point it was a consistent flavor, but then it became its own thing. And it's been a, it's been a while. you have to you could look it up if you really
2: want. Something like a hundred years of Dum Dums history. I could just look up the. Uh, I'm sure there's an episode of How It's Made where they talk about Dum Dum pops. There's oh, got to be.
1: Oh, uh, I think it's Unwrapped.
2: One of those shows. There you go.
1: Yeah, Unwrapped Dum Dums. Yep, from January 10th, 2011. I don't know if that's when it was actually put on there. That's just the earliest YouTube video. But yeah, my my favorite mystery flavor was always the Starburst mystery flavor, which I enjoyed. I still I still like them. Not that you can find them anymore, but I was disappointed to learn that it's just strawberry.
2: <laughs> maybe that's why you liked it because it was, you know, a good flavor.
1: Oh, that's, that's true. My, again, I'm, I'm really off topic. My favorite Starburst that I've ever had is like this dragon fruit one from the old tropical packs, which I I've never seen anymore. Like I saw them in like early 2000, and that was it. <laughs> Feels
2: like dragon fruit is probably a, a tough flavor to replicate, and maybe a bit more expensive than they uh, than they wanted to see, to use.
1: Yeah. It probably oh, also so didn't get though.
2: the uh purchasing. I mean if the if the
0: money's behind buying it, then usually they keep making it. Mm-hmm. But I, just,
1: I don't know. I they're so good. Ugh, now I want them. I'm sure I could find them on eBay or something.
0: <laughs> I bet you could. I mean the the McDonald's what was it the flavor? There was some flavor they had that was I think a sauce flavor for the chicken McNuggets. Oh And people hoarded the shit out of those. Yeah, it was like the uh, sweet and sour sauce or something. Something, and then they brought it back, and people were like, "Yay!" And then they were hoarding the shit out of those again, (laughs) as they said, "Okay, we're done." Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah,
1: from Rick and Morty. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs)
0: because it was. was, It's an old flavor from way back.
1: It was the flavor they put out with the original animated Mulan, and. I don't know. Apparently, the guys on Rick and Morty were obsessed with it or something, and they just made a whole episode about it. And so nice. that started up this huge thing about it.
0: <laughs> well, I know. Uh, I, I, I know. seem to recall I there were people it. that did have it on eBay, but they had been hoarding it, and
2: it was, you know, it was pricey.
0: Yeah. Like, ridiculously pricey. Like, I can live without that price. Yeah, and,
2: <laughs> and it was like 25 years old at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd be afraid to pop I mean, that container open. It's McDonald's sauces. I'm sure it's mostly preservatives anyway. <laughs> that's right. Why don't why don't we move on to the the evil outside petroleum jelly? The evil outsider
0: <laughs> petroleum jelly?
1: That's that's kinda of what I envisioned him as, is like this amorphous floating blob, this Sakil.
0: The Z- zimtal Sakil?
1: Yeah, that thing. Which, uh, well,
0: he had a shape, remember? He was like clab, crab-like and then tentacles that ended in hands, I guess? And a, a rat's yeah. head?
1: Yeah, but that was after he took his form. Like when they first meet him, right? He was this... He yes, was he was like a gaseous blob. a gaseous ball.
2: Yeah. Yep, just a little little ball of fog <laughs> that somehow I'm sure didn't been... actually have DR that would affect us.
1: Yeah, that's always nice when you're like, this thing has DR. Oh, good, we all bypass that. That's always a fun thing to come up to.
2: Oh yeah, especially after just the absolute nightmare that was Gallowspire. Alex kind of keeps bringing right. it up, but yeah, like we kind of feel like superheroes here. Like we're just like knocking skulls everywhere in this place.
1: This is true. This is true. Well, uh, even the the
0: Zimtal's <laughs> not really slowing you down. I mean, after that beatdown in Gallowspire.
1: Yeah. Hey, that's what I told him.
2: Like, like we just we survived Gallowspire. You think you scare us?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I, I, I did like that. It, and it makes a lot of sense, too. Like, this is nothing. Like, you went through I almost literal hell. Almost.
2: <laughs> it's about as close as you're going to get in Galarian.
1: Well, I mean, you could actually go to hell in, on Galarian. Just, <laughs> well, just plane shift and you can get there.
2: Yeah, but then you're not on Galarian anymore.
1: Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I meant in the fantasy world entirely. Oh. But you meant physically off the planet. Any.
0: but we are still running from the bad guys that apparently hasn't been shaken out of the out of the team oh yet.
1: yeah like half the team runs from this thing
2: yeah <laughs> cannot <laughs> shake these fun. goddamn scared frightened conditions I even is bought in bought a magic item specifically to lessen the effects and it barely helped
1: yeah is it because of the extra rules that are in place for this AP or is this normally like just fear? Because I don't remember, you know, ever having this big of a problem with it. No, or it's about just
2: because we keep rolling like junk on our will saves.
1: Fair enough. Maybe you should just get something that boosts your will save rather than a specific thing.
2: Yeah, but that can only help so much when you're rolling a natural one. So.
1: Well, oh well, okay.
2: <laughs> that's why. That's specifically why about the that pelt of the elfin wolf, because with the money that I had available to me. That was the most economical thing to counter a fear effect that was going to last more than a round or two.
1: That's fair. That's fair. And at least and you guys are in a place where you can do shopping. To be yeah.
2: honest, you got a bunch of rolls. You just never rolled for crap. Right. That is also true. And that again, that was the point of the Pelt of the Elephant Wolf. Give me that new save every round. I just, you know, rolled like shit. Yeah.
0: yeah, I was feeling real positive. You know, you got Uhtred on the run or Genus on the run, and I'm like, all right, Tiablith, finish this fucker off. You know, just get him isolated, <laughs> finish him off. And, you know, oh, it looks like he's running away. Oh, okay. And then Tiablith's like, hey, I'm taking off. Ah. And the party's like, <laughs> hey, where are you going? Let's follow. Yeah, a nice game of follow the leader. Yeah, well, I, Joe said this is dragon hunting. That's what we were doing. He didn't know why he was dra- hunting dragons, but he was hunting dragons. i like that call back to the uh you know let's go down and check out the waterfall with echo location and then (laughs)
1: that's still probably my favorite favorite thing that happened just because of a spell you guys have had active (laughs) yep you'd have been fine without it but this one specifically annoys dragons
2: (laughs) Yep, and i still (laughs) maintain that that was probably for the best because otherwise the thing would have just caught us while we were sleeping. So <laughs> I dealt with that, it while we is, were semi-prepared. That no, is true.
0: I, I think of the out- possible outcomes, it certainly was better than many. I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure it was going to come up, although I don't know. I I remember Alex talking about it, I think, in the book review. But I don't remember if it was absolutely coming up or if it was just down there and you could come up. It was a possibility. But uh, I'm, I'm with you. If it was coming up, if it was going to you know, leave the lair and go take a look around and absolutely flushing it early before you guys were, you know, helpless was way better than getting Mm, jumped by a dragon and then having to try and wake up
2: and, you know, get into the fight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I remember Alex saying that the thing was going to kind of come out hunting at night and find us anyway, because we were sitting right on top of the waterfall. It's not like we had gone and found anywhere for cover to hide for the night.
1: Could have used your your tiny hut or what whatever it was called. The um...
2: I don't think we had that yet.
1: Uh, that's probably true. That was before Galaspire, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's true. Okay, never mind then.
0: That was on the way to Galaspire.
1: Yeah, this is before we spent a year crawling through that dungeon.
2: Ugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, and before you discovered that Alex used every single option he had available to him, <laughs> not just one or two, but now let's do them
2: all. Yeah. Just make this obnoxious.
1: Yeah, I guess you guys are pretty much well past where you were in Skull and Shackles, right? Because that was only like 120, 125? It was
2: 129 episodes. Yeah. Plus the meanwhile, so like 130. Yeah. Uh, and we're already at one... I mean, this is 143. We've recorded a couple more since since this, so... Ooh. And obviously we still have another <laughs> like book and a half to go, so...
1: Right, so... This one's going to be a pretty long one, I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, we've already done 20 episodes of book five. And that's I know 40, for... many? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's wow. how many we've recorded. Yeah. And I mean, I know book four was like 45 episodes long. This one's not going to get that far, but...
1: I mean, you guys might break 200 for this one.
2: I think that's... Eh, it depends on how long book six is. But we'll get close. <sighs>
0: You know, I'm not feeling a big, uh, I'm not feeling like it's Dragon. No? I mean, I yeah. I, well, I feel uh, like, no, I mean, yeah, sometimes, but there's always some episodes where I'm like, gosh, I wish we'd gotten more of this or less of that or whatever. But I mean, as a whole, as the story's going, the, I mean, Spire felt oppressive. I, I grant you that. But there was, it It felt oppressive the way it should have felt oppressive. I thought.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, you know, we're going through it. We're doing the stuff there's new content so it's like okay there's something new but we're still in gallaspire god when is this ever going to end and you know the uh, uh beatdown is all over it it kind of reminds reminded me of uh back in book 2 when we get into the town is that where we go through and pop up in the town that's surrounded by the globe
2: yeah in roslar's coffer
0: roslar's coffer yeah so it kind of reminded me of that. We're back in kind of that oppressive environment. There's no good way out. There's nothing we can really do. And, you know, we're just stuck slogging through it. And it, both of them had that feel. But the number of episodes different, I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is so much more of this than it was Rossler's Coffer. I, that wasn't coming through as far as I was concerned. I thought it's all been good and that it's all moved at the right pace and felt like it's progressing the way it should and not that, you know, gosh, I wish we'd gotten through it quicker like this or like that. So
2: I think I felt like book five, like our time in Yoli's pan might have gone on an episode or two too long before we got back into, you know, the actual rising action. But it, it was also, I think, a bit of a welcome breather after what we did in Gallowspire. Right.
1: Yeah. It, it I, I would agree with you that it felt like maybe a little draggy at, at points, but, you know, I, I think you guys definitely deserved it after the the beatdown that Alex put you through.
2: Oh, yeah. Jeez.
1: Yeah, you guys definitely
0: enjoyed your vacation and made sure you role-played as much vacation time as you could.
2: <laughs> Except for our genus, who went right back to work.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you know, some I... people workaholics. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that the running that you did this time when you encountered something, unlike in Gallospire where you went, oh, Lich summoning devils, I'm out of here. Because you're afraid and you keep running anyway. Yeah. Well, I like how this one's like.
2: <laughs> that and like looking back, I mean, Tiableth was, not only was he evil, but he was working and living with the Hell Knights for a long time. Someone summoning devils is nothing to him. Like it right. he interacts with that every day. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, cool. I, I do kind of wish we had gone back to that just so I could have been like, oh, hey, devils, might if I join in? Can I, can I summon one?
0: <laughs> well, but then you would have, you know, probably not left Elksey <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> not been there to see what happens to uh, Randolph. You know, the ghost that becomes the, or the, yeah, the spirit that gets kicked at You know, oh, man, you guys yeah. left a mess.
1: <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it's fine.
0: But I liked how this time when you ran into some you ran into it and you're like, "Okay, I'm going to go here because this seems like the place to go because it's all around me and I got to find a place to be safe." It turns into, "Hey guys, here's the, you know, here's the tree ant cannon golem thing." Yeah. And then, you know, somebody else shouting out, "What are you doing? Stay back!"
2: <laughs> the Verdant Bombardier, as Alex kept calling it. Is it supposed is to be a bombardier? Is... Yes, it's a Verdant Bombardier. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. I was like Bombardier, and I'm like, not Bombardier? And he kept saying it, and I'm going, I should look this up, but, you know, I know I'm going to be talking to Matt tonight, so I'll just, I'll let it come out naturally. Yeah. <laughs> In honor of the episode's name.
2: Like, as soon, as soon as we finished recording, I went, Alex, you know it's Bombardier, right? And he was, shit. All I do now. <laughs> How did he That's get barger he- from badir? I think it's because it's the d i e r at the end, so like he was pronouncing it like brazier, like the, the like a you know, mirrored torch to light up a room. He was, yeah, just, but
0: it's bomb bad ear, bomb It's no bomb barge.
2: There's r d i e r at the end there, so I don't know. Oh, well, hmm. I'm not sure, but like it's <laughs> one of I- those. He said it the first time. I was like, "Okay, that's kind of a strange name." And the more he said it, the more I'm like, "I think he's just mispronouncing Bombardier. <laughs>
1: oh my lord! See, this is why you need like things from the cutting room floor at the end of the episodes, like we have, because they're just things like that would be so good. Yeah.
2: Well, that one I, it was actually like after we finished recording. It wasn't even like that's true after the end of the episode on recording or anything. That's fine Fair enough.
0: Plus, he doesn't even know who's in your party. You The know, yeah, first thing he says is, oh, okay, second question, Randolph. And I'm all, second question, Randolph? What the <laughs> hell's going on here? And then later on, he's all, yeah, Randolph. Oh, I mean, Thalias. I think I've said that Randolph before.
2: Yeah, it's because it's the token we use on Roll20 is still, obviously, it's it's the picture of Randolph. And right. Because it's, so it's like, supposed to be Randolph's body, right. It's Randolph's body, yeah, so it's just like...
1: He couldn't make it any more complicated.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We gotta we gotta kill Philias again and see if we can make this even more complex. Oh good lord. You got rid of the werebear. What what more do you want from this campaign?
1: <laughs> the werebear?
0: Yeah. He's a shovel toting bear. Didn't bear. <laughs> yeah, I sent him a... I, I, I know I sent Joe this thing where I reworked uh Smokey the Bear. Oh, you're talking shovel? about
1: something you sent him. Okay. Well, yeah, like, but I mean, I think I showed it
0: to everybody on the thing because there, there was a little talk about him being aware of something or other. And I said, ah, oh, he's mm. a werebear. And then, you know, Damn. the hat, and I had the hat didn't say Smokey, it said Thalias. I know, I'm pretty sure I posted that somewhere on the deal.
1: I don't remember that at all. Oh, well. <laughs>
0: I tried hard. I don't know. It was, did. you know, like Nessie, it took a while to catch on,
2: if at all. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're gotta go take down Nessie, so yeah, I yeah, do like that gonna, that's entertaining. That should be next on our I list once we're done in the blue Gardens.
1: Well, I guess the question is who's gonna go take him down because um the end of the episode here was kind of dramatic.
2: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It seemed like a normal ending to me
1: well, it's definitely a normal cliffhanger ending, but well, it's definitely you, a you normal to Matt save ending. your life literally It's <laughs> literally. definitely
0: a normal Matt ending. Because, you know, if you keep in mind, that's how cricks went. Right. You know, head lopped off and everyone's all, what the? Yeah, and this I one just... now it's, you know, ripped out the beating
1: heart. <laughs> 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 you know, a la Temple of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what was in my head when I was listening to it. I'm like, oh, we're Temple of Dooming this. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. I don't know. I mean, you guys will put these things on cliffhangers often enough that, y- yeah, he might have be dead, but. There's usually some kind of mechanic you guys have up your sleeves or something and be like, ah, I'm still alive. But yeah,
2: well, I I guess I can go into it a little bit here, too. Just like the spell that was used is called Mm -hmm. Death Clutch. Right. And like Alex will go over it more in 144. But the specific mechanics behind raising someone from the dead that dies from that spell is pretty complicated. Um, oh no. Because like, normally, we're at level 14 now. We're, we're at the level where raising someone that dies is not a terribly difficult thing to do. Like right. Velias can channel the Hierophant and cast Raise Dead tomorrow. The problem is with Death Clutch, it literally removes the heart from the body. So in order to raise someone that dies from the spell, you also need to cast a regeneration spell on them to regrow the heart. In conjunction with casting Rays Dead. Oh. And that is not a spell, like, that's a seventh level cleric spell. That's not something that Thelias will ever have access to. Right? You mean you so, can't
0: just take the beating heart back out of Umbarno's hand, shove it back into the exploded chest cavity of Tiablith, and wait a day and say, good enough?
2: Apparently not. It's like, it, it requires the use of that regeneration spell. So that's, if we go that route, that's going to be a whole side quest well, there's that gotta we have to go down to find someone that can cast that it's a matter of going back into town and hopefully finding a high level cleric that's willing and able to help us out and you know yeah kind of similar to what we had to do in skull and shackles locating someone that could cast heal for the uh, insanity <laughs> that i think it was yeah. scram and ivan were dealing with
1: yes i remember that because you guys yeah you guys don't like to have healers in your party nobody wants to play the healer for you guys
2: well, we had Leon in that party, and he was a damn good healer. He just didn't have access to six-level spells yet, which is what you need for, to cast heal.
1: Oh, that's right. He was an oracle. I'm thinking straight cleric. So, yeah, you know, you're right. Okay.
2: Yeah, and something. And we have Thelias, who has the option to be a healer. He just never exercises that option.
1: He has the option to be a lot of things and doesn't use anything but the champion.
2: Yeah, well, generally speaking... The reanimated medium is an extremely complex class and
1: and you gave that to to Joe.
2: yes, so that's why we're we're trying to uh to keep that as simple as we can for him. <laughs> so like champion, do lots of damage and hierophant cast the healing stuff mm-hmm. and that and that kind of works with the you know the history of Thalias, like Thalias is the champion, and Randolph is the hierophant, so like it's just a matter of channeling those different versions of himself to accomplish okay. different goals.
1: I, I I can see that. That makes more sense now. That does actually seem to you know work thematically with the character.
2: Yeah. Again, like he he has all of the options technically available to him. It's just a matter of keeping things within the realm of what Joe is going to be able to remember. Mm. I mean, even for me, so I so basically I remember this. nothing. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like it's it's complex, especially at this level. When I brought in Teoblith, we were, what, 11th level? And mm-hmm. the Occultist is not a simple class. It took me quite a while to adjust to just the sheer number of options and abilities that this character came in with.
1: Yeah, I think jumping in that late, you would, I think you, you know, like you said, you struggled to realize everything that they could do if you hadn't been playing it from the beginning and slowly you know building into it yeah
2: and it's yeah like you don't get that that organic growth and knowledge of your character's abilities and capabilities so it's it's, there's very much a, a feeling out process that you go through when you bring in a new character at a high level
0: yeah the other thing that's missing without the low level is the the ones you like to use right
2: so the ones that you
0: enjoy the most and stuff like that, that you've maybe built some feats around and other stuff. Yeah. You know, you just kind of have what you've put together. And so you, you just don't, you know, you don't have that. Okay, this is, this is round one, round two, round three, here I am. Or whatever your opening sequence is. Because I know when I, have, uh, when I have characters and they develop slowly because I can keep them alive, it is one of those, I can do this, and I do this, and you you do very organically learn how you want to play it, and then you, you know, how you play it, as opposed to, well, I've got these other options that I sometimes use, because I sometimes find them useful, but other people, you know, might find them a lot more useful to do it a lot more uh, often that way,
2: but. Yeah. Well, and that was one of, like, when I brought Teoblith in, I mean, with uh, Brillator that was there for an episode or two, and then. Went on his way. I always
1: forget about him. Yeah.
2: But like when I brought him in, I was specifically looking to build a more support-based character. And it was Mm -hmm. the same thing with Tealith. I wanted to be a support-based occultist. Like I I gave him the ranged attack, feats, you know, point-blank shot, clustered shots and all that just for him to be able to kind of keep up. But for the most part, I brought him in to just use his focus points to dole out bonuses to other people and
1: you end up doing the most damage though
2: yes and like and and that was kind of where i ended up because utrid hadn't quite hit his power spike yet and Mm -hmm. randolph was never much of a hard hitter he was more of a a, it was more like him and the phantom like kind of teaming up and kind of beating someone down by attrition so it just kind of worked out that the best use of all of my abilities was on myself. Whereas once Thelios came in with channeling the champion and having like the shovel dealing a ton of damage, like oh oh I can have him do the heavy lifting while I sit back and enjoy. Yes, which so, plays
1: right into your character anyway.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and that's why you see that more in book five. Like here, here, here's your powerful shovel. You go have fun. I'll be back here.
1: <laughs> I do like that. Sometimes you will. I don't think you've done it very often, but you will actually just sit out combat. <laughs> You're like, I got it.
2: Yeah, I did that against one of the weirwood. Soldier fights back in Yoli's path It's like it's just yeah. two, it was just like two soldiers. Like I'm not gonna waste ammo on these guys. You got it,
1: <laughs> which is just great. Like you don't think about like you, you think you know. When I think of people playing you know Pathfinder, it's like everyone wants to do combat. Everyone wants to get in there and start swinging or slaying spells or whatever. And it's just like it's 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 fun to hear you go just nah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, which is fun. Uh, yeah, but. I guess um I guess we'll figure out what happens to you next week. Yes. Uh, I I'm and the I, the one I, I know thing you said you probably won't be bringing back Rogiar if he dies. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit before we started, but Yes.
2: Uh barring something very unforeseen, Rogiar is an NPC for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I figured. Yeah, but something to bear in mind too is even though Teoblith's body no longer has a heart, his mind is currently occupying that verdant bombardier.
1: <laughs> that's Oh my God, that's true. Oh my God. <laughs> now see, if
2: if
0: he could arrange uh, to keep that body, that would be cool. That'd be a nice upgrade. That yeah. would be cool. Well, it's got its downsides. I mean, if somebody else does the possession shit on you, you're toast. I mean, you fail that save or whatever. Or yeah. they, they make their check, you're toast. Yeah, but I will
2: say... the. One of the, the problems there is that greater object possession does have a maximum duration of 10 minutes per level. So I got about yeah. two and a half hours max in this. So teleport this back in, have somebody throw permanency they on it. They can't
1: teleport. They can. They just don't know where they're going to end up. Yeah. Well, no, no.
0: They could climb back out.
1: Is that thing going to fit through that hole?
0: To where they can teleport they and can do the thing. Eh.
1: That's true. i don't I don't I didn't see the map so I don't know how big the hole is and i, I assume this thing is large <laughs> or bigger
2: it is it is large size and there is okay. there is like another little caveat because the spell is object possession so mm-hmm. technically and death clutch is weird technically my body is staggered until umbardo's next turn at which point Tealus' body will die so Something that I could do is jump out of the Verdant Bombardier back into Teal's body and then possess, like, something else. Like, I could possess, just to be really fucky, I could possess Randolph's scythe that the- Thelias is still wielding. or still carrying around. But, <laughs> right. th- but again, that, that's going to give me a max of 140 minutes of possession, at which point I okay, will return I like to my dead body. Okay, I like even
0: better because you as an intelligent weapon would be so entertaining. <laughs>
1: that, would, that would be the weirdest thing i think i would have ever heard on like a, an actual play podcast one of the players isn't actually a player it's one of the players intel is it's one, <laughs> one of the other players weapons and it's intelligent
0: <laughs> i mean because it's going to be like no we should do this no we're not doing that and that's, that's like so fine good. <laughs> it's a roll-off because you know an intelligent weapon that says you're going to do it and you say no The weapon says, let's see if I can dominate you now. And dominate may not be the right word, but whatever. There's that personality battle. And, you know, add up those stats, roll those dice, and boom.
2: Who wins? I could have a lot of fun being the voice of uh, Thelias' conscience.
0: Oh, God, that would be so good. I
1: I need this. Oh, that would be so amazing.
0: (laughs) And again, like I said, you could get back to town quickly and then... Because, you know, if Teoblith is in it, he could still cast his spells, in theory. Even
1: if it's just like an episode's worth of of this. That that (laughs) sounds amazing.
2: (laughs) Oh, the shenanigry. Yeah. That is part of the problem, though, is we have no way to get back to town quickly. Because, like Dose said, we have to climb out of the basement before we can teleport. Right. Teoblith is now out of fifth level spells, so he can't cast teleport again. Utrid, I'm pretty sure, did not prepare teleport because, you know, he has Teoblith for that. (laughs) yeah and yeah silly. So, like, we'd have to hoof it back to town, and I think that would take almost all of the duration,
0: damn, so you've just you've just blown away the the you know best chance to have some hysterical funness. <laughs> <laughs> I am Teoblith. see, but see that's what we did Bombardier we... construct I used <laughs> to be an elf
1: with... <laughs> fun. we come up with fun theories, and then you know the the players just smash them to pieces. It's fun, yeah.
0: I don't know about smash them to pieces. I mean...
1: Well, they do things that don't work, and so the theories get broken.
0: Well, some of them, but some of our theories have played out.
1: That's true. Alex did say at one point, we we got something right. He wouldn't tell us what we got right. <laughs> well, he couldn't remember what we got right.
0: Because <laughs> he was waiting to talk about it, and then forgot to talk about it, and then probably forgot what it was he wanted to talk about. I mean, if you remember his recanting of that.
1: Yes. So, we, uh. we can get things right at least once. <laughs>
2: Every now and then, right. I w- well, I would say once in a blue moon, but there actually was a blue moon like two months ago. So,
1: mm-hmm. I think you get I don't know, every couple of years. I should. Yeah, notice. I forget but what I the conditions the are stuff. for a blue moon. It's two it's, full moons in a month, so basically you'd have to have the full moon on the first or second, and then twenty-eight days later on like the thirtieth or thirty-first, you'd get it again. Oh, okay, got it. It just it has to line up like perfectly.
2: Yeah,
0: gotcha, gotcha.
1: Um. I don't really think there was much else.
0: No, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with the uh, Verdant Bombardier, formerly the Verdant Bombardier.
1: (laughs) It'll always Uh, be the Verdant Bombardier for me.
0: Yeah, you guys can't call it anything else. You need to put a little uh, little whiteout uh, strip in the book (laughs) and write out Barger.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I'm still pretty sure... I mean, at least I'm pretty sure Alex got the uh, pronunciation of Turbucci right, which... I would not have, so I'll give him all the credit in, on that one.
1: Well, he said he, he you know, actually talked to someone, you know, that... that
2: he said he talked to...
1: Right, but he asked us not to say that it was... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well then edit that out.
1: <laughs> I will. Just bleep it. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to to say, Matt? Plug something? Art contest? Yeah,
2: uh, I was going like, say you guys always plug the discord and the patreon for us so i appreciate that one and yeah the art contest is going until the 17th of this month that's uh two fridays oh it'll three episodes to go yeah the art contest will be over before this comes out
1: Yep. okay then no art contest congratulations to whoever won (laughs) yeah all right then i guess that's gonna do it for us this week You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lady Toast.
2: And I'm Lord Richter. And I guess I'm Matt.
1: (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.
0: Wasn't anything anything I needed to consume, but you know, what the hell this way my body you know gets the effect of a general repose when i pass
2: i mean you load up <laughs> enough preservatives and you don't need to be involved